This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Majid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. A monk asked an old teacher, what is the path? The teacher replied, a clear-eyed man falls into a well. Who's the clear-eyed man? If he's so clear-eyed, why does he fall into a well? We all start off thinking we know who we are, where we are, where we're trying to get to, and what we think we have to do to get there. We have a picture, pretty clear picture, the way our life is suffering. We have a pretty clear picture of how we want that to be ended in the state we want to replace it with. And we usually have a picture in our mind of how we imagine practice, what we have to do in order to get, get from here to there. We may not think we're very good at it, we may think that we're always doing it wrong or that uh, somebody else can do it in a way that we can't, but we usually have, at least implicitly, a picture of what it is we're supposed to be doing, where we think we're supposed to be going. Now, the Master implies that that whole picture of things, our usual clear-eyed view of the world, is part of the problem, not part of the solution. And that in some way, we have to stumble into the alternative, falling down a well where we can't see a thing, where we're helpless, we have no idea where we are or what to do. And that the path of, is precisely in losing our bearings, losing our seemingly clear-eyed sense of who we are and where we're going. That the path of practice is precisely that state of not knowing.
many ways we have to practice with that paradox that we are trying in the very nature of practice to undercut or deconstruct our very sense of what practice is. And when we speak of just sitting, the way we're talking about taking things down to the absolute bare bones, eliminating any trace of technique, any trace of means to an end, bringing us back to an immediacy without object or without goal. Now I think that that is one level in which to understand falling into the well. But I think that this koan can also be understood another level as it applies to people who've been practicing for a very long time. Because if we persist in this, it may be that after a decade or two or three, we might arrive at some state where we think we have some clarity. And that that sense of arrival and that sense of relief of the problems or uncertainty or doubt that first brought us to practice might be a place that we some way become attached to and we can find an analogy in koans like uh, how do you step off a hundred foot pole Uh, there the dilemma is how do you come down from the pole onto the ground. In this case, it's how do you go from the ground down to a hundred foot well. But um, in both cases, I think, we have to confront a certain loss of, of clarity or certainty about where we've arrived and what we've seen. Now, one way to think about that traditionally is that um, there has to be a move out of transcendence back into the ordinary, out of whatever experience of oneness or emptiness that might have been the fruit of our practice back down into the weeds of ordinary life. And that may indeed be experienced as a rather 
painful fall back into the very world of problems that we thought we came to practice to, to escape, and in fact that we, in some sense, had escaped through our practice. The dilemma is that our practice offers many, many opportunities for emotional bypass to substitute so-called spiritual experience for a real thoroughgoing emotional development. And almost everybody who's involved in this business has some experience of that. Happens to be the anniversary of uh, Thomas Merton's birthday. As uh, you may know, we have one of his uh, calligraphies over the altar. A little ink drawing he did the days when he was uh, allowed to spend time in his hermitage. Merton is a pretty good example of a clear-eyed man who fell into a well. Uh, Deeply accomplished contemplative who after being in the monastery for more than a couple decades fell in love with a young nurse when he was uh, taken to the hospital uh, with some medical problems. And he had to literally fall into love like falling down a well to realize what had been bypassed in his quite accomplished spiritual development, that there was something personal and emotional about love that could not be simply abstracted into God's love. This kind of fall into the well for a clear-eyed man is um, probably a necessary but really very difficult aspect of our of our practice. We have to sometimes be re- painfully reminded about what we have come to practice to avoid dealing with. I suspect the recent news out of Zen Martin Monastery where Abbot Ryushin very accomplished man and teacher has had to resign over a news of a love affair that he'd been carrying on someone outside the monastery. A clear-eyed man falls into a well. Someone of great clarity suddenly has to confront what has been bypassed in his practice. There's a sense in which these are fortunate falls. Uh, certainly for Merton, there was a way in which he needed to rediscover another dimension of love that he had been missing. I think a great deal of what happened in 
terms of uh, misconduct with teachers in Zen over the last few decades is this kind of story that um, teachers who try to find in asceticism or monasticism a solution to emotional problems in their life find at a certain stage that they cannot forever bypass the needs for love or dependency or vulnerability or connection that they came to practice in some way to get away from. We have to fall back into those things. To fall back into the ordinary is to fall back into an acknowledgement of our basic needs. Zen is very good at talking about basic needs at the level of when you're hungry, eat, and when you're tired, sleep. It's not so good about extending that to emotional needs, certainly not sexual needs, right? We don't quite know how to extrapolate what is the right way to live a simple and direct life emotional dependence on. That's the well that uh, we have to fall back into. Uh, We hope we don't fall too hard, break anything too badly, or hurt anyone else in the process. But usually fall we must. Sometimes In order to find the path, we must lose ourselves. Sometimes to find ourselves, we must lose the path.